What's up guys, Tawak here, bringing you episode 8 of the Spicy Sausage. Today we're just going to talk about whatever, SOCOM, Task Force, uh, might get into Ghost Recon, we'll, we'll see where things go. Uh, today I'm joined by Mr. Blonde. How's it going fellas? Mr. Blonde here. Uh, you should subscribe to my channel please. <laughs> a, guy, a man needs to eat. Man's gotta eat. Very natural plug, very oh, natural yeah. plug. Yeah, no, it's, I feel like I just slipped it in there, you know? People don't even realize that. That's what happened. she said. Well, it'd so, be more uh, like he said. Yeah, it's all about the he said, she said bullshit, and you're, you're just... You're just well, and the good news is if you want to follow Mr. Blonde's channel, I'm going to put the link in the description like I always have, and I have a yeah. link to his channel on my channel, so you've probably seen it by now. Yeah. So what's new, man? What you been probably up seen to? It. Uh... Couple things, couple things. Um, you know, as far as like things that uh, aren't gaming, it's been kind of eventful or uneventful recently. I guess uh, I did have a pretty good job interview a week or two ago, but it's uh, I haven't heard anything back from them yet, so I don't know if somebody else had a better one or what happened there. Just a life allegory for that. Uh, the best job I had, and I still have, it took them like a month to call me after the first interview. And by that point, I was like, well, fuck, I definitely don't have this. And then a month later, I got the like, job offer phone call. So don't count yourself oh, out yet, man. Yeah, here's open. But uh, yeah, I've been dealing with some of that. Um, one thing I am kind of excited about, and uh, you know, call me a nerd if you like, but... Uh, me and some some of the lads there. We're about to start up our D and D campaign, which has been in the works. Ooh! <laughs> Did you hear that voice crack right there? Oh, Perfect a little bit. For the subject matter. I'm gonna leave that in. No, that's good. That's good. It really enhances what I'm talking about. It really but, does. Um, yeah, we're finally starting that. The uh, wheels have been in motion for months now. Uh, unfortunately, we did play a small campaign before, but uh, the DM scheduling kind of screwed him over so real uh, life then uh, you're not doing like some internet campaign or anything it's a real tabletop yeah this is for the for the real last time we didn't have too many tabletop elements but this time we're looking for maps uh not miniatures because the cost on those is probably crazy. oh god yeah dude i'll, yeah. I'll be the thimble from monopoly and somebody <laughs> else can have something else um but yeah we're looking to do this full shoot uh tabletop um, we're all kind of inexperienced, so it's not like any great, great expectations here, but it's, um... For the listeners who know D&D, what edition? Uh, it's 5E. Ooh, okay. Uh, uh we're looking to start off with that. Um, I'll satisfy the nerds out there and, uh, and let you, a little talk backstory. Um, I've played 2.5, 3.0, 4.0, 4.0, 4.5. Uh, 2.5, I was, I was pretty much drugged through. It was a painful nightmare. It was the very first time I'd ever played, and I played on the archaic ass. I want to say it's like 1970s edition. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was this, uh, to calculate your hit percentage, there was this thing called Thacko. I don't know how first you are in it, but it was a fucking I've... nightmare compared to armor class. Oh, yeah. I've heard the term like twice, and I, I already forget what it stands for, but it's... To hit armor class zero. Oh, okay. And uh, I couldn't that's... explain it to you if I wanted to because I only played like two sessions of it. And I was like, this was a fucking nightmare. We need to get a modern edition stat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so then we met up with somebody who had 3.0, and that was a little better, but that just kind of fizzled out after a single session. Uh, and then we all went out, uh, our core group went out and bought the manuals and uh, the, you know, like the player manual, the DM manual, the fucking, all the bullshit that ended up being like $100 a person. Oh, just to have the damn books to flip through. And yeah, then we- nowadays it's PDFs if you really want to. We've got the books because we're legit. Please don't uh, don't come find us, Kayax. I uh, don't want to don't want to fight you, man. But um, yeah, we uh, it is kind of a hefty investment. I mean, I suppose any hobby is or any game, but. Well, and it's funny you mentioned the PDFs. Uh, when I did the four point five campaign, which was actually our strongest one, we met quite a few times and had a a really fun campaign uh but the dm stopped being unavailable but anyway um we just downloaded pdfs we got character builders on the computer that we had in the room and we would print off character sheets when we leveled up or got new items and shit um because when we played 4.0 you would erase so much shit on your character sheet you'd like burn a hole through it yeah exactly i'm we just We've got the character sheet set up, uh, but if is it just me or is the equipment section like really fucking small? On the like printable ones, yeah, those the equipment yeah. sheet or the equipment it's section's tiny. laughably small. I would always do it so, on like a blank piece of paper. Yeah, that's what I'm heading for. And if but, you uh, if you're uh, decent at sketching, you can sketch your character sometimes too. You know? Uh no, that's I'll make like a little stickman with. This is his green shirt. He wears a green shirt. But yeah. This is Radnar's green shirt. Like I said, we're all we're all beginners, so it's not like there's anybody that's gonna be like, Oh you guys are taking so long. Because it's we're all taking long. But uh no, it is exciting, uh, you know. I I've heard many I've only really ever heard good things about D D other than the other than like horror stories about the people who play it sometimes, but I'm, I think those are kind of over, uh, over, overstated. overstated. Yeah. Very overstated. I just it always was. had problems like getting the group together and fucking finding time for it. And then, um, you know, if you have kids running around and a lot of yeah. distractions and someone wants to have the TV on and shit, like it starts to like break down in quality and, it is very much a sophomoric game as far as scheduling. That's a word right there. But uh, what I'm saying is, uh, I guess when you have much more free time in your schedule and stuff like that is when it's better. Because, it's always, like like I said, the investment, there's also the time investment. It's, uh, it's a long game. and uh, Or like long session times, generally, if you want to have a good one. So, unfortunately, as time goes on, it gets kind of harder to do that. And... I'm all, we're already sort of seeing that over here. We haven't even played the game yet. We played like one uh, one shot kind of like pre-made campaign that came with the handbook. Yeah, or, yeah, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, I feel like every cool. new group that's like the first thing they do is they play the built-in like hour-long campaign. Yeah. Did you guys spend a lot yeah, of time fun, flipping but... through manuals and looking up rules and shit like that? Yeah, there was a lot of that, especially for the character building. We've uh, we had some trouble with that, but uh, and that's where I, I would almost I... recommend, depending on how outgoing your group is, 
are you going on Craigslist or Facebook and finding like your local game like game store group or whatever and finding somebody who's played before to just play with you guys because um, that was the most fun I ever had was when we had one dude that had been doing it for like 10 years solid. And like yeah. every time something would come up, instead of like everybody's flipping through their manuals for 15 minutes, he'd be like, hey, man, you just need to roll a 20-sided to see if you hit him. Or he'd be like, right. hey, man, I recommend that you try using your climbing skill because you could probably roll to climb that wall. Yeah. Whereas we'd be sitting there like, holy shit, we didn't even think of fucking rolling to climb the wall we we're just gonna try to find like an entrance or some shit yeah like <laughs> the dm is just like you see a big stone wall in front of you well fuck we're going back <laughs> that's what you do and your dm's like no look at the wall okay we look at the wall roll perception i roll a one you poke Shut your off. fucking eye out you retard <laughs> you get too close and accidentally headbutt the wall one <laughs> d4 bludgeoning damage there you go but uh, uh, yeah, we're playing some of that. But uh, no, it's it is exciting, uh, and I'll give you an update if we uh, ever do get fucking started. We're looking at a week from. Yeah, you don't Saturday. know, man. There could be some sausages out there that are like, "Fuck yeah, D and D, man!" And if anybody uh, out there is like, "Fuck yeah, D and D," drop a hashtag "Fuck yeah, D and D" in the comments. There we go. That's Family good. friendly That's sausage. Good social mediaing. Hashtag um, "Fuck yeah, D and D." Put it in the comments. Show blonde that. D&D's welcome in the sausage. It's back. So in later news, um, I guess what I've been doing personally is, many got many of you guys know I went camping like a week ago, um, and it decided to be cold as shit the entire time. It was actually a little bit of a miserable experience. Thank God for generators. Thank God for mm-hmm. campers. Thank God for portable heaters. Um, and thank God for a lot of beer. Yeah, you should just uh, really you should just camp out in the in the drivey, the drivey there with the RV, because <laughs> you get the whole experience. Yeah, I mean, and then you just go park it in the backyard. So I walk out to you know trees and grass at least. Yeah, but other than that, uh, my life's been pretty quiet on that front. Like I was telling you earlier, I shot vlog twenty finally for the channel uh, to show off the new house for all the people who. I've been following my vlog. There's like 10 episodes of me bitching about the house search, so I figured there should be an episode about finding the fucking house. The end of the search. Yeah, exactly. And uh, hopefully it's as entertaining as I think it was, but uh, who knows? R slash cringe. You can catch it there in the next couple days. Ooh, go viral on R cringe. That's just how I want to get popular. Exactly. <laughs> Live stream fails. Let's do it. So, but, uh, uh, what have you been sorry, playing? Uh, a lot of things, actually. I feel like usually I'm kind of unilateral when it comes to these games. Like, I play one, and I'm only playing one ever at any given time. But uh, recently, I uh, played through Uncharted 4. Uh, very good very good story for that game. I'll get into that maybe later on. Uh, but yeah, a good fitting end to the series. I know you haven't. You said you haven't played any. I haven't. Played? I played like twenty minutes of the first Uncharted, and it just didn't grab me. Yeah, the first one's not great in my opinion, but this one's a good send off. It's a good game. Uh, some new climbing mechanics, which were sorely needed. I feel like, considering how big climbing is in the game, it kind of needed a facelift, and they added in some new stuff like the rope swinging and uh, 
finally you basically you actually bring some climbing equipment with you instead of just jumping around with jeans and a holster <laughs> he's a little uh, he's actually a little prepared sometimes but uh yeah i've been playing a lot of that um been playing some uh i actually haven't played wildlands recently i just installed that uh, uninstalled that well yesterday. didn't you basically beat wildlands and not have much left to do i know there's no like end game i mean once you beat it you beat it yeah there's not like any new game plus or anything which i guess isn't really that surprising but it's uh i beat it i got the bad ending which you have to get uh there's set, like conditions to get the good ending but you have to get the bad ending first which is great that's good and the bad ending was disappointing and unsatisfying the good ending was surprisingly even more unsatisfying. Like they're both just not good. Not, not you know, not a. You don't feel rewarded. I sort of finished with Wildlands, but since then I uh, actually a couple days ago went to a used game store uh, out of town and uh, picked up two games. I picked up Gran Turismo Three, another copy of that, because my old one has been broken for. Probably old school years Gran Turismo three for PS two. Yeah, a spec. Damn. They added a spec, and I was like, "What does that mean?" And they're like, "Well, we just added it because we wanted the we didn't want just Gran Turismo three. You, you got to have a spec edition." But uh, yeah, I ended up picking that up and playing a lot of that. And down the line, I also picked up uh, Black Hawk Down for the PS two. I mean, Delta Force Blackhawk down. I don't know if it's... I mean, this logo looks like the movie. I, I suppose the name, obviously, they'd have trademark issues if it wasn't in, uh, involved, but I don't know if it falls Yeah, I suppose they would. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I looked on the back, and that game actually apparently has voice commands. So, it's got, like, squad AI. Well, we're gonna see how good it is. Why did and, Game uh, stop doing that? I don't know. It's just, like it's it's just way better to hold R one and tell your teammates to you stop or you go there or you shoot and that's what you get. None of this like go to a specific place that I'm not actually pointing at. None of this go there quietly. None of this throw a chem light on the ground after kicking the door down and throwing a flashbang in there. That's not cool anymore. Nobody gives a shit about that. And I'm not even just talking about SOCOM. I mean SWAT had that. Rainbow Six sort of had that. In Ghost Recon Wildlands, our our squad is less trained than like a a good dog, basically. Like the the enemy, the cartel takes like makes better use of squad tactics than your squad. Kind of fumbled over my words there. Half the time, my squad doesn't even help me in a firefight. Yeah, I'm just sitting there shooting, and they're all hanging out down the street. Same old thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just they just. I don't know if they... I just don't know what they've done with the squad AI because I feel like previous Ghost Recon games had way better AI. Yeah, they did. I, guess. I, guess I mean, like even like it. the PS2, like the very first... Or was it PS1 was the first Ghost Recon? PS2, I think. And PC, obviously, but... I know um, the first Ghost Recon had more elaborate squad commands than the one released this year. Yeah, and it had two squad elements. It wasn't just you had three guys that were all in one batch. Oh, I order. remember. One of my, like, I mentioned it in the, the article that I wrote. Um, go check it out. 
DigitalFireGaming.com. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned that there were a lot of lack of polish issues for me. A lot of like small concerns with the game that all add up. Like whenever you order your team to fire out of the sides of the car when you're driving, like your teammate with the bolt action sniper rifle, just he just rolls down the window and starts shooting that thing at like 700 rounds per minute. Like I, I've I don't, seen that complaint so many times, it's surprising. I don't, don't get it. Like that is, how do you even program that in and not immediately see what's wrong and what needs fixed? Maybe they didn't have time for it. Maybe, <laughs> I wonder if the QA testers brought that up. And that's just on the bottom of a stack of bug reports. But, I, I, uh, like, why don't they just make him switch to run-of-the-mill M4 when he gets in a car or something? Yeah, give him, like, a small little PDW that, you know, considering the fact that your character can hold two primary weapons, I think everybody else can. But, uh, I don't know, I mean, I've heard that the DLC, Narco Road, isn't very good either, but I didn't get that. I've heard terrible things about that. Like, you can't even use your main character for it, you have to make a new character. Yeah, like that alone is like, what the fuck kind of DLCs? What was the to point be? of that then? Loading, like, leveling that guy up. Yeah, and I, that's what this game, this DLC does. I thought Fallen Ghosts was gonna do that because I figured. Did you play any uh, Far Cry Four? I haven't played four. I, last one I played was three. Oh yeah, well, Far Cry Four had a DLC called Escape from Durgash Prison, which was like, you play as the same guy but uh, you sort of spawn in the north part of the map that you don't unlock immediately, and you don't have any of your guns. you got to go grab those really quickly. It's kind of like a separate instance in every way. Okay. It's got unique challenges, and it was kind of cool, but you know, like I said, you weren't playing as the same guy, so it seemed like a weird continuity thing. And uh, that's what I thought Fallen Ghosts was going to do, because they had the same kind of uh, premise, where you're like falling behind enemy lines. I think, anyways, based on what little I know about that DLC. But, uh, I don't know. At least their DLC came out. I'm still kind of frustrated with the fact that I don't care enough to play Battlefield 1 anymore because the DLC is taking forever. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the last few entries to the Battlefield franchise. I, I buy them, like, right away, and then I put, like, 20, 40 hours into them, maybe, and then I just stop playing it. I just, I, they don't have the same character that the Bad Company games did, both in the single player and the multiplayer. Agreed. They're just, I don't know. I know so many people, I should have played more at Bad Company 2 when I had the chance because, I mean, I think the servers are still up, but the player base is probably not as nearly as high as I'd like. And I just didn't play enough of that game. I played a bunch of Bad Company. I played the beta for that game, or the demo. That was actually called a demo back then. It blew wow. my mind that it was an online game demo. Because it was a double whammy. You got like one of the single-player levels and uh, Oasis. See, and that almost uh, seems like a more honest way to market your beta. Because that's what most betas technically feel like. Like the Battlefield 1 beta felt like a demo. Yeah. it's. I mean, there's certain feedback that is valuable there, but the game is basically done. It's definitely feature-locked. Yeah. It's like you haven't. It's not gold yet. It's silver. Super, super duper silver. Uh, point five hundred. <laughs> so uh, you said uh, Gran Turismo. What else you been playing? 
Uh, a little bit of uh, Rocket League. Obviously, I'm trying to get back into that. Um, as well as, uh, yeah, I was playing Uncharted 4. I picked up Battlefront, the first Star Wars Battlefront, for 12 bucks. Not the first Star I should explain because I did say the PS2 games before. I got the PS4, the new Battlefront. Okay, I was going to ask if you were binging hard on those old games. No. I just, you got yeah, the new Frostbite Battlefront. Yeah. Uh, in all honesty, I probably should have got the old Battlefront because I played a lot of Battlefront 2, but not 1. But, uh, yeah, I ended up getting that. Um, I still haven't played the multiplayer yet. I'm just going to keep that uh, for a rainy day for if I'm interested in Battlefront 2. And I don't want to get sucked. Uh, I don't want to get sucked into pre-ordering the Elite Trooper Edition. Oh yeah, isn't that a cool edition name? It's a great edition name. People agree it's a tremendous it's, edition it's name. Vintage. Sources say, but uh, yeah, it's um, I've got, I've got a lot more things on on the go right now than I usually do. Like I said, it's one one game all the time basically. But good, you're um, getting back into gaming, man. A little bit, yeah, a little bit, and. Uh, like I said, I also reinstalled GTA Five, so I'm gonna play a little bit more of that. Not so much the multiplayer, but uh, play through the single player maybe again. Um, because I don't know about you, but I I did like GTA Five story. I don't know if I liked it as much as Four. It's a lot sitcommier than uh, GTA Four was, but yeah, it's definitely more. Definitely, like sitcom is a good way to describe the direction they took with GTA Five story. But like, I didn't. I enjoyed it too. I haven't played it since launch, but it was it was good from what I can remember. Yeah, you know what I should do is I should edit in like all the laugh tracks and shit for for the missions. <laughs> like, I I keep thinking of the scene where Trevor shows up again at the at Michael's house, and he's just like. Hey, Michael. And then there's like a 10-second pause with nobody saying anything. You'd add in the woo! <laughs> add the full-blown fucking laugh track. Yeah, fawn, uh, the fawns came back. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's still a good still a good story, and you know, the it, it, that's what they're really good at, which is why I've been at it with some of the guys that Really like the online mode and more power to them, but I uh, I just really don't wish we'd like get some online. single player DLC though. Yeah, I don't like the online as much as the single player. I've always been because GTA has always been a single player game. It's been that crazy like sandbox game that you could play without anybody else needing to be there. So yeah, was, I thought GTA 4's multiplayer was just the right amount because it was at in, like in essence a sandbox. There wasn't much to do structurally it was just go hang out with the lads and make your own fun whereas this game it's a lot more like do this mission make this much money to buy this sick chrome car or this fucking ridiculously priced yachts yeah the other yacht if you want to buy the best yacht in the game and you wanted to pay it for it with the cards that you can buy it would cost a hundred dollars that's unreal and that's not even so much speaking of the value of money because the top yacht costs eight million and I could foresee making that like grinding out that much money. You definitely easily. could. Yeah. It'd just be a time investment, obviously. It's just not to have a fucking yacht in Grand Theft Auto online. 
just to have a yacht. But that's what I'm saying is one of my main complaints about the microtransactions thing in that game is that they're so expensive. Like they're just not priced well with how the prices of all the things you can buy in the multiplayer raising and the shark cards have stayed the same price the whole time. Yeah. Is one of my big complaints, but I could talk about that forever. I guess, uh, I'll stick with my initial thing that the single player is still good. And I hope GTA six is a bit of a return to form, at least as what I like about the games with a more serious story. You mean, uh, well, not necessarily because GTA four in itself was also an outlier. Like, the color, like the art style, and the there was still comedy, but it was I don't know, it was more kind of a more depressing main story, and definitely. I just want, I guess, a middle ground between that and five and San Andreas and stuff like that. I want them to get see if they can pull off the best of all worlds there. Mm. Plus, uh, as people have noticed, obviously. GTA 6, they, they gotta go to Vice City for GTA 6. It's got VI. Like, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen that graphic floating around where it, it's like Grand Theft Auto Vice and the VI is lit up to do the uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 shit. Looks yeah, really, should, really cool. It should be the, the first video game cover with LED lights in it. Are they gonna, do you think like if they go to Vice, are they gonna take us back to the 80s again? I don't know about the 80s. I couldn't tell you. I think now they've done four was because uh, like you got to keep in mind that GTA three took place in two thousand one and came out in two thousand one. Yeah. And then Vice City just went right back to the eighties, and then they brought it back to the nineties, and then they're going present day with four, present day with five. I don't know if that. I think that trend will probably continue because. So you think they'll do present day in Miami? Yeah, because. They're really they seem addicted to the present day social commentary, and they I don't know if they can do that as much going back. Although True. they have also done they did an expansion for GTA One that took place in the '60s, I think. So I played the old GTAs back in the day, and uh, I mean I had a good time, but they definitely weren't nearly as fun as the 3D counterparts. Yeah, that was when it started getting pretty good. Oh yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Which uh, GTA did you first play? I played uh, GTA 2 first. Okay. okay. Well, that's that's before me then. See, I started with 3. Yeah, I had the old uh, the, the old PC CD-ROM. Nice. PC floppy. PC Betamax copy of the game. PC 8-track copy. Alright, so lately I've been playing... Um, just a just a tad bit of Rocket League, not very much at all. It's surprising how quickly the rust comes back when you're playing that that game. Yeah. Like uh, you know, it's been months for me, so I feel like I'm back down to like rookie levels as far like I can't I can't aerial anymore and I was getting pretty good at it when I quit. Um Yeah, I was I was there. I, I actually had all right aerials and then you quit. And then the thing that I watched to get me back into it is like RLCS like pros playing, and yeah, pulling off all this wacky shit, and then I come back, and I literally look like a four year old that just saw their first soccer ball. Well, luckily they added that new game mode where it like breaks the floor. It's literally chase the ball, the game mode. Yeah, 
so I, I had a lot of fun with that. I think they call it breakout or breakaway or something like that. Yeah. Um, I played like four hours of Stardew Valley. Just I, I I've played a lot of that fucking game already. Um, but the other day I was like I was sick last Friday I want to say or last Thursday. And uh, I just played four hours of Stardew Valley, just like, I was like, oh, I'm fire this up for a little bit, and four hours later, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, mean, I should get that game. I've, I just got a $20 card as well to... Is it on PlayStation now? I think it is. It is, and it was on sale at one point. Well, I, and it's I also worth it. mentioning that um, you could literally run that game on a toaster. Yeah, you know it. It has like super intensive. Nintendo requirements. Somebody might have might might have made a rigged cart to put it on there. That would be so fucking cool. I I know for a fact that he uses way too uh, high end of animations and way too deep of colors to do that though. Yeah. Same yeah. with like Shovel Knight. If you've ever played that or heard of Shovel Knight. It yeah. looks like it would work on an NES, but I've read articles where they interview the developer, and he's like, it looks like it belongs on an NES, but I've actually done some really, really high-end shit with that game because I have the power of like the system to do it with like really yeah. cool sprite like animations and stuff like that way beyond anything else. Nothing and that they'd pull off. If you haven't played Shovel Knight, dude, that's also a beautiful indie game. I've seen good like gameplay videos of it, and it looks good. I uh, I don't know. I uh, I feel like I'm kind of biased against indie games sometimes, just because there's so goddamn many of them. And <laughs> yeah. I would say Shovel Knight and Stardew Valley are both diamonds in the rough, especially Stardew. If you ever played Harvest Moon or any of those old school games. Mm, never played those. I played like a little bit of Animal Crossing when I got my first uh, first got my DS Lite, but that's it. I don't know if that's. I think of those as the same in the same vein, but I don't know if they actually are. I think they're pretty similar. Uh, I think Animal Crossing is more focused on like community, and uh, Harvest Moon is all about farming. Yeah. Stardew Valley is like community farming, fishing, and then there's like these mines that play like Zelda. Oh, nice. So okay, that's, uh, yeah, that's sound like sounds like some rad stuff. Is is basically what uh, Fallout Four was meant to be. Yeah, I mean, really, I have two hundred and forty-seven hours in Stardew. Damn. And uh, thankfully, Damn. I can write off like a hundred and fifty of those for my wife, who's played it. I see. Luckily. Wow. That still puts 100 hours on me playing that weeb shit. That's two, that's two seals of approval right there. Yeah, and my wife's not a gamer, but for whatever reason, it just bit the shit out of her, and she played oh, way more than me. Her farm to puts that. mine to shame. But, uh, yeah, I'll have to check that out at some point. Like I said, I got 20 in my wallet. Uh, I'm shining, because I, I want to uh, get something next flash sale that comes around, because those are ridiculous. Ridiculous value. I... Ridiculous value. Yeah, it's uh, it's mega bucks. It's good stuff. But uh, yeah, I I actually haven't played much in the way of those kind of games. I I feel like I'm sorely lacking. I know I told you earlier when I was at the store. Um, 
I almost accidentally bought Final Fantasy VIII when I was. I thought it was Final Fantasy VII at first glance. How much I was got, it? I got. I got numeraled. I actually didn't see the. I couldn't see the price tag, but it was like four discs. Yeah, it was four discs. I only asked because if it was black label, it was probably worth money. But I would expect a used game store to do their fucking homework on that. Yeah, these guys, they know their shit. I uh, went in there looking specifically for Call of Duty Finest Hour, and the guy's like, yep, we got it. And then he's like, no, we don't. This is the one day we don't got Finest Hour. (laughs) (laughs) I was too late. Which is a shame. I, my uh, my copy of that went went missing a while ago. That was my first Call of Duty, actually. My first was Call of Duty Two. Oh yeah, I still haven't even played that. See, I played all the spin-off games for the PS2, and I never played the real ones <laughs> until Call of Duty Classic came out on uh, PS3. The best part about Call of Duty Two is the expansion. Oh yeah, that had some wicked awesome fucking missions, like the one where you start in uh like a bomber plane and you have to man this gun and then like it gets disabled and you have to man another gun and like basically your plane just starts falling apart like while you're fighting other planes maybe that was was that big red one did that come out on pc i think that was big red one if so i played that because i do remember that that you're talking about the big what's it machine and like you go to the little bomb site area and you blow up a bunch of pt boats and then that and that goes down, so you got to go over to the thing. And it even had the counter on the side, so you could see how many times you became an ace. <laughs> it was good stuff. Um, now I, that's where they got the AC-130 shit, man. That's you guys think that's so cool? It's, it's old, old hat. Old yeah, hat. it's fucking old hat as shit. Do you find? I think a few people have have heard mention this before, but do you find that going back to the AC-130 mission is a little weird now? That like so much actual footage of that stuff is more more reasonably available. Like you can go on Fucker Five Thirty or something like that and just watch an AC like AC One Thirty just take out like thirty people. I've never seen that. It's I don't know. I would I wouldn't say it's rough because the whole point is it's kind of desensitizing because like they're always in thermal vision. They're like really far away. It's weird. And the dudes, the dudes in Call of Duty Four that are going, "Whoa, that's going on the highlight reel!" Like that's real. It's not. Uh, it's not jokes. Yeah, and I've stuff. seen uh, footage of military operations where um, you can see that the guys are so desensitized to it, and that it's you know, and I, and I almost feel like that you'd have to be like that to, yeah. you know, be like, oh, you know, I'm gunning down thirty dudes with this fucking airplane from a mile away. You know, like, you almost have to be like, oh, that's going on the fucking highlight reel. I have to have a, a dark sense of humor to cope with the shit you have to do. Yeah. And like and I, I work for a human services department for the county. And, uh, you know, like, the crisis workers and the emergency mental health workers, they're the same fucking way. Where when you have a meeting yeah. with them, they're dark as shit. And they joke about some fucked up stuff. But, like, when you're a person that has to talk, like, four people off a bridge in a day, I get it. Yeah, especially because you got to consider the possibility that you only talk three of them out of it, so, I mean, it's... And, uh, you know, that probably happens more often than we'd like to talk about anyway. Yeah, it's, <laughs> let's, let's not let's not follow in those footsteps. Yeah, right? let's yeah. talk about mental health for half an hour. That's going on a highlight reel. Really. Um, okay, also, I've been playing uh, Fallout Shelter. Uh, you've probably oh, heard of that. Oh, boy. I've played my fair share of that. 
I I played it when it first came out because I was so hyped for Fallout 4. And uh, it was kind of shallow. I got to like 200 Vault Dwellers really easily. And then I didn't touch it until like a month ago. Yeah. And now it's got fucking quests and death claws and uh, the rad scorpions and just like the questing alone just blows that game up. And it's like double the game when I left. Yeah, I'll have to get back into it because I actually got out of it before all that stuff uh, came out, and by then I still have a problem with my phone storage where it won't let me use the SD card that I put in it, so I can't even fit the game on my phone. Jesus, my wife had that same issue. I I wish I could remember what she did to fix it. Get something that isn't a Samsung. (laughs) Tell you that. Because I think the Samsung locked it. I guess I might have to... uh, I might have to root it or something to fix that up because it's available uh, on PC if your computer can run it. Oh, that's true too, isn't it? And I'm pretty that. sure that's like Stardew Valley where it has like Nintendo requirements. Uh the the only that. other big thing I've been playing other than uh Fallout Shelter is The Witcher 3. Oh, you're into that now, are you? What's uh It took me several tries to like actually enjoy that game. And I think my problem was I always started over and replayed White Orchard and, like, the Bloody Baron quest, and I'd be like, God, this game's just not grabbing me. Yeah. So then this this last time, like, uh, last week when I was sick, I was like, oh, well, you know, fuck it. Everybody tells me that this is, like, a 200-hour game, like, 10 out of 10, best game ever. So I, I jumped back in on one of my old saves where I was... Uh, just after the Bloody Baron, and I'm just doing random shit all over the place. Um, and I read a guide that said not to be a completionist, otherwise you'll bore yourself. Yeah. So they're basically like, pick cool-sounding quests. So, you know, I did some contracts, and I did some other quests that, you know, they're interesting, but they weren't, like, fire. Until I did the quest, um, I found Tamara, I found Anna... And I went back to the Bloody Baron, or well, before I went back to the Bloody Baron, and I I, I killed the tree in Velen, spoilers, and then um, I go back to meet those oh. fucking witches. Yeah. And that was the moment the the game like grabbed me by my head and shook me and was like, "Do you like it yet?" Because those witches were so they're so fucking like masterfully designed, and like the the fucking like dialogue you have with them is so fucking like creepy to the bone, and then it has this like really fucking just like it's I can't use any other descriptor other than creepy that violin in the background where it sounds like somebody's like chopping on a violin and just making it sound all fucking unsettling and shit. And, like, my wife was watching me play. She's like, what the fuck is this? What are you doing? What what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but holy shit, I'm so creeped out. And, like, I knew when I felt that, I'm like, all right, I'm going to play the shit out of this. That's good. That's good stuff. I, I, yeah, I never really, I didn't play it, and I should have probably, but I, uh, I just sort of never got sucked into the, any of the hype around that game or paid much attention to it, but I've only ever heard good things like that. Um, yeah, I, uh, so like there was that, but what's, what's been your favorite bit so far? If not that, maybe it was that. 
Um, I had a really fun time. Other, I mean, other than the the crones, they're called the crones of Crookback Bog. Like I said, man, like if you haven't played it yet, don't spoil yourself on it because it's like that whole quest line involving the bloody bear and his wife and his daughter, and then these like witches in the swamp. It's really like emotional and like if you have feelings, sir. If you feel. I you will feel. I, I know you don't have feelings, so it's like, maybe you won't get into it. But in any case, yeah, it de- it, it definitely made me do, made me have feels. And then, um, you know, later, like I, I did another quest where uh, a woman was losing her mind, and and you had to be there while her daughter was witnessing it. And I was like, oh my! And like, it's so. Like, the voice acting is, like, top-notch, like, Metal Gear levels, not in a corny way. But it, it's, like, top-notch, like, perfectly acted. The music is perfectly accompanying, and it's and it's animated really fucking well. It's not, like, H-hour quality shit. So, like, it really no, fucking works, man. We're talking good violin, not fucking... While people are stumbling. No, yeah, we're not we're not talking, you know, that weird piano fucking play me out Johnny shit. No, no, none of that. Not tickling the ivories. Yeah. With this one. We're uh So yeah, the the game has succeeded in making me feel and I've also had some like so crack level adrenaline rushes from some of the boss fights like you know like you finally learn the dodges perfectly and and you fight them for like 10 hard minutes and like I actually had a boss where I was like I finally finished fighting him and I, and I had to like calm myself down I'm like okay <sighs> oh shit so yeah I mean you're in the you're in the locker room afterward <laughs> my hands just shaking yeah <laughs> I had to I had to go jog it off, man. You know, it's like holy shit. That's good. That's see, that's what games have to do. They're like sometimes you use them as escapism, but other times they got to be the main attraction. They got to be that engaging. I I've been sorely missing that in my gaming, dude. So like The Witcher Three is like a breath a breath of fresh air, dude. Like it's just yeah. I've put nineteen hours in in four days. Speaking of breaths, have you did you uh, see any of uh, Breath of the Wild? What's your thoughts on that game? I don't know. You know My thought on that game is uh, I really, really want to play it. Uh, I've gone to Walmart like four times saying I won't buy a Switch, uh, and if they would have had one, I would have been lying. Yeah. Um, and That's they haven't the had any Wii U's either, so I can't cop out and buy a Wii U. No. See, that's the one great thing about the alluring Nintendo first-party game is that if you don't have the hardware, you're not playing it, and you're not going to play it anytime soon. Until Au contraire, Mr. Blonde. What's that? There's a project known as CEMU for PC. It's an emulator for Wii U. Oh, yeah. And not only is it successfully emulating Breath of the Wild to completion, you could beat the game on a... And it, it has to be a good computer. I've got to put that out right now. It has to be like a $1,000 Rockstar computer to handle this shit right now at solid frame rates. At least that's what I'm told. I haven't personally done it, but I know that I, I have that option. It's emulating Breath of the Wild to completion, and you can get it, if, and then you have a good enough computer, you can upscale it to 4K. Jesus. 
So, like, you can make it more beautiful than it is on the Switch, and you can beat it, and you can do it for free. That's pretty crazy. I'm so, sure... Uh, obviously, they're not gonna they're not gonna cease and desist that, but they are gonna cease and desist the Metroid Two remakes. Cause yeah, that's the, where that's where the money is. That's, that's well, really and like it's I'm I'm surprised they haven't cease and desisted them yet because Project Simu has a, a Patreon, and they're at like forty one thousand dollars a month. Jesus, I'm not even fucking kidding you, dude. That's the most successful Patreon I've ever seen. That is something. That's strange i feel like that's that should be i'm not gonna rat them out or anything well i mean that's like half a million dollars a year how is nintendo not looking at that and not being like this is costing us sales yeah it has to be costing them sales breath of the wild is the only reason to get the damn switch yeah or um they could look at this in a progressive manner which i guess nintendo from a from a from a nintendo maybe is a wishful thinking but they could look at this as their intro because now ps ps uh now is available on pc so you can stream ps3 games and games for windows live and stuff like that the play anywhere thing you can play any xbox one game allegedly now on pc (laughs) nintendo enters in to that realm with this shit they just sign hey you guys want to work for us That's, (laughs) that's what i do i'm just that's what i'm saying uh Whoever the whoever the CEO is now, whose name I forget. Yeah, I have no idea who it is anymore. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Um, you constantly see that stuff like that get ripped down before it's even started. But well, and like uh, you know, I've been a PC gamer since like Diablo One, I want to say. So we're talking like nineteen ninety seven. I've never seen an emulation software get kicked out. Like, I've never seen them get killed. I've heard about it. I actually watched um, I watched a, an episode of the uh, Gaming Historian. I don't know if you've ever seen any of his videos. No, but, I haven't. Uh, Do enlighten me. I only recently discovered it myself. He actually he does videos on some random shit. He did a video on the development of Mario 2 with like cited sources and stuff like that. And like actually really in-depth information about the people who made it. Like he actually went into why super Mario brothers two was so much different here than in Japan and like the whole development process there. And he did a story on two emulators actually that, uh, where, uh, basically forced out of business by the people that they were emulating. Like there was one called uh Bleamcast for the Sega Dreamcast that emulated PlayStation. And no shit. It it emulated it honestly it emulated PlayStation to the point that it performed better than the PlayStation. <laughs> like somebody I actually saw a YouTube video of somebody running Bleamcast, running Metal Gear Solid and um it looked like there were less jagged textures and stuff like that. I think the anti-aliasing or whatever is better. I don't know if that existed back then, but you know what I mean. The uh pixelization was not as as deep as it is on ps1 because it is a pretty damn pixely game i mean that's that's uh, just really surprising to me because uh you know emulators like z snes um epsxe whatever the fuck i can't remember all of them off the top of my head but i know like z snes and epsxe are both like huge and they've been around for for decades now 
They have, but those, keep in mind, I guess now more so than maybe when they came out, but EPSXE2 and ZSNES and stuff like that came out on PCs long after the shelf life of those systems, where Bleamcast was running on the direct competitor of the thing that it was emulating. And, and see, that's all, that's like what I feel like Team Simu is doing right now. Like I feel like they're literally a direct competitor to Nintendo. And at yeah. $500,000 a year almost on Patreon, how are they not getting sued? Yeah, that's strange. I'll have to look into that and uh, totally get some kickbacks. From yeah, me. I mean, for you and for any of the sausages following along, uh, that's C-E-M-U for your Googling pleasure. Uh, just go out and look that. I think it's, it's like I said, it's Team Simu. Uh, they have a subreddit. They've got their Patreon. Uh, you guys can check all that out. Uh, just for full disclaimer, the Spicy Sausage does not promote pirating or anything like that. If you do download Simu, you're legally required to own a Wii U and a copy of any game you download, and that's our official stance. <clears throat> yep, 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 yep. But, uh, yeah, that is pretty cool. But yeah, I think that and stuff like Bleamcast is just the direct comp- competition stuff. I uh, but that did um, you hear Nintendo actually air mailed more switches to the states? No, I didn't hear about which that. happens to be yeah. the most expensive way to ship a product still. Hmm. So I mean that that puts a a kibosh on all those theories of the whole artificial scarcity shit. I think Nintendo's just fucking incompetent and doesn't know how to plan a product launch. Yeah. Or they're still licking their wounds after the Wii U and they're worried the Switch would fail too. Maybe. They wanted to lowball it. I'm trying to smack my R2 button on my PS4 controller because it's sticking. If that's... uh... I'm sure our listeners love listening to that. There we go. I think no, I didn't fix it. Whatever. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah, that's that's. So your thoughts else. on Breath of the Wild? Uh, like I said, it looks good. Looks uh, good. I, I think. Would I'm you buy situation. a Switch just for that, though? Uh, I don't know about just for that. Uh, I mean, you can I say there are things coming like future Zelda games, Mario Odyssey, uh, Pikmin 4. I yeah. don't even know if they're working on anything like that. But, I mean, obviously future Nintendo exclusives will go to the Switch. I never bought a Wii U, and I never regretted that decision. Yeah. I think if I wanted to play Breath of the Wild, I'm either going to play it at a friend's house maybe a little bit or just get a Wii U, if anything, because then I can go back and get Mario Kart 8, even though the Deluxe Edition is coming out on uh, on uh, Switch. I actually, Switches. while you guys were playing SOCOM last Friday, I was playing exactly that. I was playing Del- um, Mkart yeah. 8 Deluxe on the Switch. Oh, yeah? How's that? I mean, it, it's Mario Kart 8 <laughs> in 1080p. 1080p. I've heard of a few new things they added, but... I didn't I notice any significant improvements or any changes, really. It seemed like it was... Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not that versed in MCART 8, so I probably missed some really obvious track additions or something. Um, I mean, it was really fun. I haven't played Mario Kart in, like, a decade, honestly. I haven't given a shit since, like, Mario, uh, Mario Kart 64 was the last one I, I really enjoyed playing. Um, but my buddy got a Switch just for Breath of the Wild, um, 
And then, you know, he's like, well, I might as well get Mario Kart 8. He came over, and we played that for, like, five or six hours. Um, I mean, there's some brutal moments in Mario Kart where you're first place, and then you get hit by, like, seven fucking things, and all of a sudden you're 12th place, and you're like, God damn it, I don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah, exactly. I played, actually, a fair bit of that, again, over at my friend's house playing uh, Mario Kart. And I, that's the first one I've played a lot of since... Uh, since Double Dash, I used to play a lot at the old McDonald's. Ooh. Uh, they had the GameCube system set up. They had uh, that. They had some weird RPG game called Tuck or something. And um, they also had, like, a Harry Potter game. And that's what you had. Ooh, dank. And there wasn't really much competition. It was Mario... You, you played the other ones if the other kids got to the Mario Kart machine first. Ah, but uh, yeah, I played a lot of that. Um, that that does interest me. But again, I'd probably just end up getting the Wii U version on a Wii U for the cheap. Like, you'd probably find a bundle, honestly. Either official or just some dude on Kijiji. Hey man, I'm selling a Wii U for uh, seventy five dollars. Uh, and the funny thing is, you might actually have through. trouble finding that because I noticed. When I was looking online for my Wii U to get for Breath of the Wild, I couldn't fucking find any, like, anywhere for a normal price. Yeah. And I think it's that whole, like, scarcity, everybody wants Zelda shit. Yeah, that's true. It is a system seller, it's just they need to make more systems to sell. Yeah, before Team Simu runs them out of fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. I... That, like I said, mentioned that video that I was talking about before. I'll actually link it to you later on. Was interesting because that Bleemcast thing among the and as well as the other one that I can't remember the name of, they uh, they actually sort of helped define the litigation as it stands when it comes to emulation, like the rule of having to own the original product to legally. Uh, emulate it and play it like that you'd have to own the game itself which i guess would sort of be a code of honor anyways but um yeah there was actually a little short snippet of steve jobs advertising an emulator for something uh i can't remember what for an apple computer which was pretty cool it was a weird thing to see honestly I have heard of that. I just can't remember what platform he was advocating emulation for. Yeah. Was it the Apple II? I think it was the Apple II that he was it was emulating on, but I don't know what it was replicating. Gotcha. Well, Blonde, I think that's a good place to call it a night. I agree. I agree. It was a good, uh, good little, good little talk. Good little, good hustle, guys. Good huddle. I mean, great bands. Huddle, huddle. Great bands. As always, thanks for coming out, man. It was a pleasure chatting. It was a pleasure being here. I'm glad to glad you had me, and uh, I'm uh, excited for the next one. Hopefully, we can get some more. Uh, we kind of got used to doing guests there for a little while. Yeah. So, I mean, if anybody from the the audience out there has any recommendations or suggestions for guests, or you know somebody that uh, you think would make a good guest for us, just let us know. Send us a DM on Twitter. Drop a comment below. It doesn't matter to me. Um, 
And for everybody else listening along, if you made it all the way through, I would love it if you drop a hashtag spicy sausage or a hashtag fuck yeah D&D in the, ch- in the comments down below or even tweet them at us for all we care. Um, yep. We just like to know that you guys listen to it and that we have some people out there appreciating. As always, drop the like. Smash that motherfucking like button down below. Can we see 500,000 likes? No, we can smash probably it. see like 500,000 dabs. So uh, let's see if we can see uh, 10 likes. Ha, just uh, yeah, smash it. Uh, 10 smashes. 10 smashes. No e- Even if that means our most adamant follower makes 10 accounts and smashes it 10 times, that's still 10 smashes. <clears throat> I'm on that. I'm going to do that. All right, guys, episode 8 is a wrap. If you guys are enjoying what we're doing here, smash that motherfucking like button. Subscribe to my channel, Gaming with Tawak, here on YouTube. Five star us on iTunes. We're still waiting for that five star review. Uh, five star on Yelp. Fi- uh, find Blonde on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, tell him he sucks and that he needs to make uh, Sully 3 and Pump Action Pimp 3 uh, and other I'm, good videos. I'm thinking about it. I don't know about Sully 3. There's not much. Sully 2 is a one off. That's. <laughs> if we're not doing train spotting 2 on fucking Sully. Fine, fine, fine. I'll see but what I accept. Action. I'll finish Pump Action Pimp. Though. You'll you'll never hear the end of it until you complete the trilogy on Pump Action Pimp, though. It really does need to be done because I had I had ideas I had ideas for it and then I just didn't want to do it after it because I did pump I did one and then I did two so quickly. Yeah, so it needs to be wrapped up. You guys heard it here on episode eight of the Spicy Sausage. Mister Blonde just committed to making Pump Action Pimp three. It's coming and out Q8 20, uh, Q8 2025. It'll come out when H-Hour hits PS4. So yep. make sure you subscribe to him so you know when it's dropping. I'm putting a lid on episode 8. Thanks for coming out, Mr. Blonde. Thank you, all you sausages out there, for listening along with us. Until next time, guys, this is Tawak and Mr. Blonde saying goodnight and God bless. You crazy mother... Yeah.